in Afghanistan. Roxana Sabiri is there. Eight-year-old Sharife told us she wasn't afraid when she lost her leg in a Taliban attack on her village four months ago. Does anything scare you? Not being allowed back to school, she said, adding she dreams of becoming a doctor. And it's being reported girls in some Taliban-held areas have already stopped attending school. Haiti, the search continues for any survivors from this weekend's earthquake. Communication is very, very difficult. The roads are difficult to navigate. Uh, but what we understand is upwards of 1,300 people have been killed and many, many thousands more injured. We did speak to the Haitian ambassador, and he told us that that number was creeping up. CBS's Vladimir Dutier in Port-au-Prince. Back to school in Indiana will mean attending class in a mask. School superintendent Yvonne Stokes. I know this will not make everyone happy, but it is my goal to protect our students and staff and keep our schools open and running. The NIH is warning that new COVID cases could once again reach 200,000 a day as the Delta variant accelerates through unvaccinated populations. A coming storm has millions hunkering down along the Gulf Coast. Tropical storm Fred is predicted to make landfall near hurricane strength later today near Panama City on the Florida Panhandle. The storm will eventually dump flooding rain across much of the south, southeast and mid-Atlantic into midweek. Flood watches are posted for parts of Florida, Alabama and Georgia. CBS's Jim Crisula. For millions in the American West, the problem's too little water. U.S. officials are expected to declare a water shortage from the Colorado River. Water levels at the two largest reservoirs on the river, Lake Mead and Lake Powell, have been falling for years. The river serves 40 million people in seven states, as well as parts of Mexico. CBS's Wendy Gillette reporting. This is CBS News. This is Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. Treat yourself to an all-new season of E.T. starting Monday, September 13th. Go to etonline.com for where to watch. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at fuelrewards.com. I love being able to share with our family who's listening how much we all love State Farm Insurance. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm has saved us money with our car and home insurance. I mean, you're my wife. You know how much I love a great deal. So, of course, I'm <laughs> going to love the great rates and great service at State Farm. It's good for my wallet and for my family. State Farm meets my needs. Plus, I get to control how and what I want for my budget. And I do it all from their award-winning mobile app. Surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. A food delivery firm and an NFL star part ways. Uber Eats sacked Jay Cutler from its ad campaign with the NFL over Cutler's stance against mask mandates in schools. The former NFL quarterback tweeted their views aren't aligned and joked his weekend freed up. Cutler had recently praised parents who challenged mask mandates in Tennessee where he lives. In a statement, Uber says it's proud of the work it's done over the last year to get as many people vaccinated as possible and it would rather partner with people who support that work. The company pledged 10 million million rides to get people to vaccination sites. Monica Ricks, CBS News. And a new study finds regular exercise is linked to living longer, even in places where air pollution is high. The researchers tracked nearly 400,000 adults in Taiwan over 15 years. Yes, lifespans were shorter in the more polluted cities. But in those cities, those who exercised lived longer than those who didn't. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE.
At Ohio Health, we'd like to remind you that the health issues you faced before the pandemic haven't just gone away. That cancer screening you needed, well, you still need it. Your bad knee's not going to replace itself. And when life as you know it stopped, your medical needs didn't. It's time to take back your health safely. And just like always, Ohio Health is here to help you do it. Visit OhioHealth.com to find out more. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. The Meigs County Fair is back, and we are racing. Nothing beats the sound of thundering hooves as they head to the finish line. Catch the excitement of harness racing Wednesday and Thursday at the Meigs County Fair in Rock Springs. Post time Wednesday is 4 p.m. Tuesday post time is 1 p.m. Horses, racing, and winners at the Meigs County Fair. Wednesday and Thursday, be there. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy? Cars, cars, cars. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I-N-E-P-T, inept tech, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, you've returned from Seashore State where your oysters played their fifth game of the season. I'm wondering what kind of game it was. Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, Oysters played a real fine ball game offensively and defensively. And, boy, them uh, Seesaw State fellers played a fine ball game. They gave us a fine ball game. So what all the fans who came to see the game, seeing what everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. I understand this is where Coach Shark Sheffield whose secretary Sue Salisbury sells seashells. At Wait a the minute. We ain't got that much time. This is only a five-minute program. Could we get a score on the ball game, Coach? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because it is a real sore spot, literally, about what the score of that ball game was. You know, we got beat. I believe it was 66 and zip, but there was what you call ex extenuating circumstances. Well, could you explain that a little bit uh, more in detail for us? Well, you see, what happened was we was breaking in a brand-new driver going in 1937 Packard on this road trip, good old uh, uh, Skid Crawford. You know, I call him good old Skid Crawford. He'll be good old Skid Crawford unless he messes up again. You know, he was supposed to have packed all the uniforms in the Packard going on the way over there to the beach, and he didn't pack a single one of them rascals. And, and I'll be dogged if we got there, and we didn't. And we had to play, all of our boys had to play without their uniform shirts on, and I'm telling you, it's hot, and that sun was out at the beach, and all of our boys got sunburned, and we didn't bring no sunburn lotion, and by the time halftime rolled around, they were so sunburned, they couldn't make a tackle, they couldn't complete a pass, they couldn't make a running play, they couldn't do nothing without getting killed out there, and, and I'm real disappointed with the way that ball game turned out. Sounds like a terrible situation, Coach. We'll talk more about it right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show today, proudly sponsored by Raindrop number 6,971, which has been wiped away by the Michelin Man Wipers. Coach Turf, I know a 66 to nothing loss must be tough to take, but you were telling me about some extenuating circumstances, a, a big home field advantage for Seashore State. Well, that's right. You know, uh, not the least of which is there field what they play on it's a surface that we ain't used to playing on they 
course, uh, use that advantage to everybody that plays over there. They got a lot of sand on their field. Ain't no question about it. And our boys ain't used to playing on it. Makes footing real treacherous, real sloppy. But they started at the ball game wanting us to play with a football that we ain't used to playing with. A, a ball that's a lot whiter than, than what you normally play with. And a ball that's a lot rounder than what they normally play with. And they tried to tell us that's the kind of ball they play with all the time out there on the beach. But we didn't want to play with that football. And that kind of got us a little upset. And, of course, then there was their cheerleaders over there. They was wearing a whole lot less than the cheerleaders what we're used to seeing over at our place you know uh, uh seeing them cheerleaders over there on the beach kind of reminded me of our statistic sheets you know them uh, statistic sheets and cheerleaders look a lot alike when they're wearing what they're wearing namely uh statistic sheets show a whole lot but then again they don't show everything <laughs> be listening again sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FMs. Cloudy and overcast. Rain expected. However, the high only 77 degrees today. I can take it. What choice do I have after all? It's a Monday. We got a free for all. And of course, our phone number 740. 592-6646. Ah, yes, the party line on WATH. Good morning, folks. Welcome to each of you, each and every one. Our county fair has come to an end, and... Uh, it was a nice one, and uh, I always, you know, you've heard me say this before. I had a role with the fair board years ago, and um, it's just a special event. But guess what? Every county, or nearly every county, has such a thing, and our neighboring Meigs County now gets underway this week. So, um, take Take as many in as you can. It's it's nice. It supports that that county and uh, lots of interesting projects that youth and seniors and all ages participate in. So Meg's County Fair this week. Yeah. Wimps, let me turn your mic on. I'm That's sorry. That's all right. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. And, and I was just going to add. Uh, particularly the the kids yeah. who work so hard, as you mentioned, projects. yeah, the youth uh, involvement in there, and, and it's not just a you know a seasonal thing for them. They they raise their livestock year round. It's it's an everyday thing, including Saturdays and Sundays and holidays. And to the many businesses who participate in the sale of the livestock, absolutely, that's a, a terrific project. What about, um, let's see, some other um, county fairs? Um, like we've got one up in uh, Hawking County, I assume, right? Yeah, that's one of the later ones later? of the year. Okay. Yep. Fairfield County uh, will be coming up, uh, I believe, in October. And I want to say that the Hawking County Fair is the last fair in the state. I think I've heard that annually yeah mentioned somehow the last of the 88 county fairs yeah. uh, also as you mentioned Meigs County Fair the Perry County Fair I believe has already happened okay. uh, Morgan County Fair is to be coming up Washington County same thing Gallia County plenty of opportunities yeah folks. and all of these to welcome uh, uh, our support yeah Vinton County Fair has already happened I believe uh, two weeks ago, I want to say, but uh, yeah, so a lot of 
a lot of enjoyment there. Gallia County Fair has some really good entertainment uh, year after year, too. So good concerts when I speak of entertainment. Mm -hmm. I've been down there to see a couple shows that I didn't expect uh, to be scheduled at a, at a county fair, but they were tremendous. Well, today is August 16th. In the year, of course, is 2021. Looking outside, I see raindrops falling. Not uh, not hard, just steady. Yeah, it's a steady light rain. I just and, stepped uh, outside a minute ago, so got a got a drip or two. Got a little drink from Mother Nature. Yes. Today is National Tell a Joke Day. And we'll mess with that in a few minutes. It's National Airborne Day. It's National Rum Day. I I used to really like rum. I've sort of fallen out of the habit, but I bet I could find it again. Um, rum, rum's nice. Anyway, National Roller Coaster Day. Just to mention a few things. Yeah. I I still like roller coasters. <laughs> I don't know why. Time, it's just the thrill of it, I guess. The last time I did it <clears throat> was one of those logs that goes down a hill and then slams into the water. Oh, yeah, the plumes. Yeah. And um, it was with um, Paul and Nick, both who were uh, probably high school aged at that time. So that's 25 th years ago anyway. <laughs> I, uh, I can see Nick still doing it. Yeah, well. <laughs> the um, and, and I'm not a fan of those things, frankly. But I did it because I'm dead, right? Yeah, that's right. But it was fun. It yeah. was fun. I like the ones that you stand up on they strap you in oh my oh why? yes why i don't it's just it's cool for it just me adds to the danger doesn't it yeah at least in your head yeah maybe that's why i like it living on the edge something <laughs> like that <laughs> but they i like the ones you stand up on they they go upside down they corkscrew and it's uh, I don't know for me it's it's pretty cool. This log plume thing was fine <laughs> yeah. for me. It was much simpler. Um, yes. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Okay. What rides do I like? I've liked the Ferris wheel. Um, kind of nice to be you know toward the top and then get a kiss from your sweetheart. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, let's see here. What what else? Did you ever ride one of those big double Ferris wheels? I don't think so. Those things take you way up in the air. Well, this? You, oh, ones, yeah. The ones I've been on have been tall for sure. Yeah. Um, well, all right. One of the other ones I, I've always enjoyed, and I don't know if they still exist or not, but you, you would take a train ride back through... Like uh, uh, a, an area that was decorated in in uh, times from what to a couple. I'll, we'll just say the early 1800s, okay. and uh, displaying some history about how life was back in the day, and have things pop up, you know, and and uh, cowboys and Indians or frontiersmen. They used to have a version of that. I have no idea. When I was a child at the State Fair, and, of course, the State Fair being in our backyard nearly, uh, just down the street a little ways, uh, that was a big deal. My parents always took me to the State Fair. We went to different livestock shows and the horse shows, and, uh, yes, we had some time with the rides, too. And um, I remember that. They had a, it was not where most of the rides are. It was back, well, it was close to Interstate 71, actually. Yeah. But they had um, an old-fashioned train, and everything about the trip was supposed to be to take you back in time, the feeling. And it was very nice. 
Yeah, I I enjoyed that. It's like a bit of a time travel on a train, yeah. you know, and and some of the uh, I action, still like trains. Oh, me too. Some of the actual props were live actors, yeah. you know, that were coming out of the the woods or you know putting a little thrill into the into the riders and things like that. Of course, you know there was no danger. The train was moving what about five miles an hour or right, something like right, that. Right, right. But uh, Kings Island used to have a really neat one too. I don't know if they still have that or not. But you I know. remember the uh, na- the Ohio Association of Broadcasters years ago. Taft Broadcasting was a big deal. I frankly, I'm not sure if it even still exists. But back then, they owned WTVN in Columbus Radio and Television, which was uh, would have been Channel Six back then. Um, and a bunch of other stations, and they they either owned outright or had some key role with, um, what was the park you just mentioned? Kings Island. Kings Island, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So the convention one year was held at Mason, mm. which is that suburbs of Cincinnati where um, Kings Island is located. And we used a lodge there for uh, our, our meeting rooms and all of that sort of thing. And then in the evenings, we did stuff at the, at the uh, Kings Island. And it was, um, as I understand it, that we it was either super early in the season or super late in the season, and they were only open for the broadcasters. And it was really quite nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah to have the, they feel like the Griswolds on their vacation trip to California. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have the park to yourself. But, you know, you mentioned something about seeing the animal exhibits at the state fair i loved and still do watching the clydesdales the budweiser clydesdales or Mm -hmm. the clydesdale shows the six horse hitches and the eight horse hitches and the pergerons the the beautiful big horses like that they're so big but yet so gentle and so smooth and it's just fascinating to me how a team of them can be controlled to you know maneuver the hitch however they're instructed to in the competition like that and then uh, they they're on display afterwards like that and just big beautiful animals you know um help me remember a name hutchinson I want to say Hutchinson. There was a Mr. Hutchinson who... Local, local, locally? Yeah. Yeah, I think that rings a bell. I, I think he taught um, industrial arts at uh, Alexander. Was it John? just can't remember. I can't either. But uh, he often had, um, you know, a multi-horse team and a wagon that was set up with seats to either side and different community events throughout the area he would you know you'd take a ride around a couple of blocks in a neighborhood or something like that oh it is john hutchison okay raises uh percheron horses on his farm in vinton county he is a seasonal favorite during the christmas season in downtown athens just a really neat guy yeah he is I think I first got to know him because he taught industrial arts. I swear it. Anyway, all right. <clears throat> well, I think he has a tree farm too, doesn't he? If, in, if uh, it says so there. Uh, I, I think, yeah. In Vin- yep, it does say that. Okay. And also at Lake Hope State Park during the Festival of Lights. And his team can often be found at Lake Snowden during summer and fall holiday weekends and at numerous festivals. He is a retired school teacher and college instructor. There you go. How about that? Hello, Mr. Hutchison. And if thank you're you. listening in. Yes, and thank you. Well, as we already mentioned, National Telejoke Day, and we'll come back to that. National Airborne Day, National Rum Day, and National Roller Coaster Day. 
All right. Now, what about some historical events? 1896, the year. Gold. First discovered in Klondike. Found at Bonanza Creek in the Yukon, which was in Canada, by George Carmack. There's gold in them, them thar hills. And evidently in a Klondike bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a place, not an ice cream bar. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 1930. (coughs) The first British Empire Games open in Hamilton, Canada. Pui, P-U-Y-I, 1945. The last Chinese emperor and ruler ruler of Nanchuk. Is captured by Soviet troops. 1945. 1946, Direct Action Day. Widespread riots erupt in Calcutta between Muslims and Hindus over whether Pakistan should be a separate state. Out of that mess, 4,000 died or were killed, and um, 100,000 homeless. Wow. 2012, not all that long ago, Julian Assange is granted political asylum by Ecuador. Okay, so we got some birthdays, as is customary. Some of these we'll know, some we will be reminded of. So let's go back to the oldest, uh, which would be T.E. Lawrence. Born in 1888, died in 1935. And wasn't he, um, they made movies about him, right? Colonel Thomas Edward Lawrence was a British archaeologist, army officer, diplomat, and writer who became renowned for his role in the Arab Revolt and the Sinai and Palestine campaign against the Ottoman Empire during the First uh, First World War. Movies include, yes, Lawrence of Arabia. Right. And others, too. Okay, number two, Menachem Begin. Born in 1913, died in 1992. He is a former prime minister of Israel. Founder of Lukid, Likud, and the sixth prime minister of Israel before the creation of the state of Israel. He was the leader of the Zionist militant group Ergun, the revisionist breakaway from the larger Jewish paramilitary organization Haganah. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next two are still alive. Uh, we'll deal with them in uh, age order. James Cameron, who is celebrating his 67th birthday today. He is a Canadian film director, producer, screenwriter, editor, artist, and environmentalist who currently lives in New Zealand. He is best known for making science fiction and epic films. He first gained recognition for directing The Terminator. And the last one uh, for today is Madonna celebrating her 63rd birthday. Still looks great. Yep, of course she is a singer, songwriter, actress. Now the two famous deaths we have to mention, both of them will be uh, uh, completely known to us. That of Babe Ruth, who died in 1948 on this date. He was born in the year 1895. The Sultan of Swat. And the other one is Elvis Presley. Elvis, born in 1935, died on this date in 1977. At age 42. You know, I think we've talked about things like that before, about do you remember where you were when you first heard that? Kind of like where where you were. That didn't, in that particular case, I don't remember. Uh, it, did, it didn't have that big a mark on me, but there have been some events that 
did. Now, I have a feeling you it, you do remember where you were. Oh, yes. I was sitting at the intersection of where uh, Peden Stadium is, the Convocation Center, where Trout Wine Field used to be in 1977, and it came across the airways of either WABC in New York City or um, WLS in Chicago, one of them. I think it was uh, WABC back then when all you had was like the AM radio in the cars. Mm. <laughs> but, but what intersection was this? Uh, right there at Richland Avenue and uh, what's it called, South Green Drive, where where Peden Stadium is, Old Trout Wine Field. Got it. And the Convocation Center. Okay. Yeah, right there. Now... <clears throat> Folks, let's talk about that just for a minute. In the years when I was growing up in Scott too, they had um, the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, worked hard to keep a thing called Clear Channel uh, and there used to be a corporation by that name, but th that's not the same thing. Clear Channel Stations. Um, easy to hear at night, especially. Now, you just mentioned WABC and WLS, which was Chicago. Yeah. Which stands for WCKLW, right? Which was Windsor. CKLW, yeah. WLS stands for the world's largest store. It was uh, a reference to Sears. Yes. At the time. And. Um, whoa, whoa, radio in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that all worked was. That first of all, there were very few stations around the nation that were on the same frequency. So if you had somebody on, uh, let's see, what's WOW? Seven hundred. Seven. Yeah. Seven hundred. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> there might have been one way out west, but there wouldn't be a whole bunch of them operating on that frequency. So very limited. Hence the term clear channel. Number two is these stations were allowed to operate with far more power than the average station. At our peak here, uh, we are allowed to use a thousand watts. Um, we also must power down at night. So our signal is not as doesn't go out as far at night as it does during the daytime. That's pretty much a universal story for broadcast stations around the nation still. But these clear channel stations, uh, if they weren't at 50,000 watts during the day, they certainly were at night. And so CKLW, WLS, um, name, keep naming some. Oh, yeah. I um, mean, these were... KDKA, yes, Pittsburgh. These were stations that were particularly popular. Among the youth especially, they played the... The current day music, so to speak. Yep, top 40. Yep. And, um, well, they were pretty remarkable. All right. Yeah, that was uh, one of the popular stations back then is, um, you know, WLS, WOWO Radio in Indiana. They used to broadcast... Indiana uh, Hoosiers basketball games. WLW. Yep, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, was one of them. These were clear channel, not 
Today there's a company by that name, but it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. This was a designation called Clear Channel Stations. Yep. WCBS in New York City was another one. WABC in New York ABC we used to listen to. Yep. And they sound... And there was a WNBC there as well. It's just uh, we don't remember them nearly as well as the other two. Yeah, because uh, they didn't play, I don't think, the type of music that, you know, back in the day, the younger generation at that time, Mm -hmm. you know, what are we, the uh, boomers? (laughs) Well, now we are, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was just one of the popular stations. They had great DJs, Larry Lou Jack from, uh, I believe it was WLS... Radio, boy, you was, mentioned somebody I, I knew Larry well. Did you? Yeah, he was he was terrific. Wolfman Jack was on some of them still. Barely knew him, but met him a couple times. It was just you know you great. can go on if you want. But <laughs> this, this is kind of like uh, fun to remember. Yeah, a little nostalgia there, too. So. Um, it was just great hearing Larry Lujak, WLS, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to listen to those guys. How about WSAI in Cincinnati? Yep. Now, I don't think they were 50 clear, but um, they, they still had a good signal in our region and were popular. Yeah, great memories, I'll tell you. Let's um, let's talk about COVID. I know that many of you are tired of hearing about it, tired of thinking about it, tired of worrying about it. But we have a responsibility here at the radio station to keep you as informed as we can. Athens County. We have now had a total of 5,366 cases of COVID. At the present time, let's see here. I think we can say there are 213 active cases. Uh, 5,208 people have had it and recovered. In our county, we have had 60 deaths. That number has been static for almost two weeks, which is good news. Um... Vaccinations, as of yesterday, mid-afternoon, 28,646 people have been vaccinated. That's 43.8% of our county population. talk about the state of Ohio. The number of vaccinations there, 50.64%. Like I said, we're at 44%. They're at 51. Putting it into numbers, that's 5,919,867 people in our state have been vaccinated. Now, I'm going to use the term vaccinated. That doesn't mean that those that are supposed to get two shots have gotten their second yet. We're saying that many people have had at least one shot. Now, on the United States and the world, I have fully vaccinated figures. But we'll get to that in a moment. Okay, so. There. um, 
We've roughly had two to 3,000 new cases daily in the state of Ohio. Remember, this state is 11,690,000 people, population. So at the present time, nine, almost exactly 10% have had or are still going through COVID of our state's population. A better figure is that 5.1% are currently going through it. Less than 1% are having to be in an ICU unit in a hospital. 4.7% are in the hospital. And, of course, you have a degree of people recovering at their home. Of the um, 1,159,000 cases since it all began, 1,101,000 have recovered. That's 94.95%. State vaccination. And once again, this doesn't count whether it's one or two vaccines. Whether they've only had the first shot or the second shot. But 50.64% of the state has been vaccinated. What's the death rate less far? As of yesterday... And since COVID began, 20,614 Ohioans have died. Now the United States. We have 330, I'm going to round it up, 333 million people living here. In the U.S. yesterday, there were 8,997 cases new. Or there's normally a little higher figure than that. Uh, so that brings the total cases to date to 37 million. 446,718, which is 11 and a quarter percent of our state's population has or is experiencing COVID, 11 and a quarter percent. Now, in the state, uh, in, uh, in the world, in U.S. figures, I have, um, wait, I mixed it up the term state a moment ago. I meant the U.S. Okay, in the state, in the world and U.S. populations, the figures I have are fully vaccinated figures. You understand the difference, I hope. So, in the U.S., this is a good figure. 50,000, I'm sorry, 50 percent, 50 and a quarter percent are fully vaccinated. 167,299,959 people as of yesterday. In the nation, 122 new deaths yesterday. The day before that, almost twice as much. The total death rate now in the U.S., Stands at 637,561. That's 1.7%. How many are active cases right now? 6,675,581. That's 
of all the cases thus far are currently active. By the same token, how many have recovered? 30,153,565. That is 80.48%. We've gone this far. We may as well do the world too, right? Okay. Yep. We 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 know this is kind of a difficult document to absorb on the air, so we don't always give you all these figures. Sometimes we do it at the first of the week and the end of the week, but we give you some updates along the way. Okay. In the world, we have seven billion eight hundred and seventy-six million people. Yesterday, there were 373,000 new cases, bringing the total cases to 207,945,972. That is 2.6% of our Earth's population. In terms of fully vaccinated, once again, this is fully vaccinated. 1,850,860,000. That figure represents 23.5% of our Earth's population is fully vaccinated. Excuse my phone there. I just turned it off. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Fully vaccinated. Okay. New deaths. Yesterday that we had 8,081 worldwide. Bringing the total worldwide to 4,374,000 and change. Again, the death rate, 2.13%. Currently active, 17,168,862 cases. And then, of course, the good news always last. How many have recovered? 186,402,857. So of all that have gotten it, 90.85% have recovered. There you go. Now, yesterday, National Geographic put out a um, an article. Simply titled. How can I stop the pandemic from stressing out my kids? Well, Rachel uh, Buckholz wrote this item. She is a specialist in kids and family for National Geographic. She, re she writes, after reading all the back-to-school headlines, I would not blame kids even a little bit if they started feeling nostalgic for those Zoom classes. Per CDC recommendations, many will be heading back to school in person, wearing masks, unless their state has banned mask mandates in schools. But never mind if they live in a district that's divide, decided to defy those orders. Maybe their teachers will be vaccinated. Maybe not. And though children and the rest of us were once confronted, I'm sorry, comforted by the knowledge that COVID-19 infections were rare among youngs 
and rarely serious, here comes concerning news that the pediatric hospitalizations are surging, partly because of the more infectious Delta variant and the still unapproved vaccine for the under-12 set. You know, I just wonder why it's taking so long. Maybe this will fill some blanks in. As any parent knows, back to school can be stressful, even in a normal year. But 2021, on, on top of typical BTS, that is back to school anxiety, like the oh-so-important, who will I eat with, you know, during lunch. Experts say kids are also worrying about things that are kind of major, like their health and safety. Some kids we've seen are even worried about having to gear up for another year with masks while others are worried about not wearing masks because they're not, they've become so unaccustomed to them, as well as the protection they provide. Yeah. So how can you help your child overcome this year's very special back-to-school anxiety? Well, start by figuring out What's bugging them? Open up a dialogue with them to understand what they're worried about and to gently correct misinformation. So let's see here. Here's some helpful points. Get outside. Studies show that being out in nature helps calm children and has loads of other benefits as well. Let's see. What about forest bathing for families? Uh, some yoga people also have some ideas, as well as those that are familiar with outdoor exploration. Practice. Practice school routines and school routes. Practice new bedtimes. Practice wearing masks. Routines help kids and adults feel grounded and safe. Okay, let's see what this next one is. Get goopy. G-O-O-P-Y. Goopy. Yeah, let's see what that means. Have kids try making these stress-busting slimes and squishies. Oh, I know what they mean now. <laughs> and though these base scent-based crafts can bring some aromatherapy goodness to your child. That's cool. Eat. Apparently, as much as 95% of the happy hormone, serotonin, is in your gut. And eating the right kinds of food, well, it helps produce better levels of those good moods. Now, what are some of those kid-friendly? I don't think you have to know because you can guess. Dark chocolate. Just to get you started. Well, despite all the extra anxiety, I suspect that most kids will prefer physically raising their hands over clicking for a digital one. Now, if they can only figure out how to mute their in-person teacher. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get this newsletter every week, sign up here. This is from uh, National Geographic. All right. Now, we said, it, what, what was it, joke day or something like that? 
Uh, something like that. National Tell-A-Joke Day. Is that what it was? Let me see if I can find it again. Something along those lines. It's too late. I is my it's buried. Um, let's pretend it is because I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, now have you have you been inclined to tell us a joke this morning? Um, sure. That doesn't sound, Did that sound real, convincing. Not not terribly. <laughs> but um, if you had to, if I had to, why? Did Cyclops close his school? I don't know. Why did Cyclops close his school? He only had one pupil. Okay, now I don't know Cyclops well enough, but... They only have one eye. I was going to guess that. Yeah. Okay, so I get that one. Okay. Where do skunks pray? P-R-A-Y. In pews. In pews. Pew, as in the smell. Pew. Oh, pew. Pew. Okay. Like they had done their business. Yes. Okay. If you're an American when you come out of the bathroom, what are you when you're in the bathroom? <laughs> oh, dear. European. European. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, please forgive us. Should we finish on that? <laughs> oh, dear, European. That is funny. Uh, I can hear lots of the ornery's laughing out there yeah, and listening in. We, I bet Don liked that one. We have to be careful here. Oh, that was that was minor, mild, okay. compared to some of the other junk that is in some songs. Well, we still have a minute Today. and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Um, why do birds fly south for the winter? For the winter. Because it's too far to walk. <laughs> okay. What yeah. what was the mummy's favorite type of music? Rap. W R A P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only familiar okay. with twenty five letters of the alphabet. Quickly. I don't know why. Get it? The letter oh, Y? Oh yes. There you have it. Oh wait a minute, I'm off by a whole minute. We oh have... no. I I looked up, glanced at the clock, and we've got a whole minute to go. Oh, that means more corny jokes. I well, at least two or three. Okay, what did one wall say to the other? Meet me at the corner. Meet me at the corner. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a large African mammal with long hair and sandals? A hippopotamus. A hippopotamus. Yes. I bet you can squeeze one more. What's the award for being the best dentist? A plaque. Oh. And with that, folks, we'll say goodbye and wish <laughs> you a wonderful day. Um, Steve Patterson joins us later this In week. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. As Afghanistan falls to the Taliban, the Pentagon sends more U.S. troops to aid an orderly evacuation at a very disorderly airport in the capital, Kabul. CBS's Cami McCormick reports. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told CBS this morning more evacuation flights will be needed once troops can secure the airport. We intend to carry out those evacuation flights after securing the airport over the coming days. Those flights will include Afghans and American citizens who didn't get out in time. I would say 
say that in the end, we want to be moving thousands of people in total. That includes a significant number of Americans. Asked if the U.S. was unprepared. Those forces who are at the airport right now did not appear out of nowhere. President Biden pre-positioned them weeks ago in theater to be able to fly them in in the event that Kabul fell very quickly. The Taliban says it's committed to forming, quote, an inclusive Islamic government in Afghanistan. CBS's Roxana Sabiri is there. One Afghan who worked for the now former government told us last night the Taliban came knocking on his door looking for him. He called us terrified, begging for help. Families of the U.S. troops deployed have their own fears at Fort Bragg. I know lots of people have been activated. Anybody who lives in this community will be affected or touched by people going overseas. Haiti, the death toll from the weekend quake approaching 1,300. More aid is arriving. The advocacy group World Food